Hey everyone, podcast number 130, presented by 5-Pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. The, if people didn't know, the Wiseman twins, Tim and Dexter, and Daryl Bradley. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome on, aboard dude. to what is expected to be the most uninspired and dull podcast we've ever had. <laughs> 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 I, I hope our guest just comes on and burns you guys all night long, because you know so much deep, you know... Bad things about oh, you guys. Oh, so do we. Do, do, so you know, do, do you know what? It, it can't get any worse than Gerald. I mean, I think Gerald has the most uh, f bombs record. I think so. Worse, worse isn't isn't the right word. I mean, no, it, it can't be more vulgar. But last week's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Daryl, did you ever get a chance to go back and listen to that bad boy? I still haven't, guys. I've been oh, so, yeah. so busy. It's, I know. It's a I work just... of art. Throw some throw some headphones in and just listen to it. Yeah. 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 Um, so what's new in uh, your guys' lives? What's going on? What do we want to talk about before we bring on our special guest? What about uh, the Jays? What about picking up Chapman? Yeah. That's Mr. pretty Chapman good. Chapman from the Oakland Athletics, third baseman. Gold yeah. lover. Perfect. I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, uh, it's nice that the MLB's back. They... Uh, they did a lot of bargaining for a whole lot of nothing. It looks like, but yeah, you know, they're they're back and they're and they're they're playing. Now, are the Jays going to be good this year, guys? I really haven't followed baseball super close for a few years. I know you guys all dig on it and fantasy. I hear this too, mixing into our bowling podcast and bowling text, but fantasy baseball. Yeah. What's this? Yeah, about? Um, yeah, Jays are going to be really, really good. Uh, Chapman really rounds out our infield. Um, our outfield is already really solid. They shored up our our uh, starting rotation. What, what what's our Kikuchi Ryu? Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryu. Uh, we've got Manoa. We've got Barrios, and we've got Gaussman, right? Um, Gaussman, so yeah. Gaussman. So like they, our starting rotation is really solid. If everybody could, stays healthy, we're going to be a, a force. That could be a Jeopardy question. Who are five guys that I've never heard about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm assuming baseball really? is the same to you as soccer is to us, right? So. Yeah, I don't really yeah. watch soccer a lot either, but yeah, I know. I did, know. Did, did you ever watch that Cheers episode when when no when Cliff when Cliff went on uh, on Jeopardy and Alex Trebek? Did you ever? You guys are probably way too old for that. Way too we, young for that, obviously. But, we we watched we watched yeah. Cheers as reruns, not as like when they came yeah. out. <laughs> Anyways, that was the question. Cliff, Cliff was the mailman, and Cliff got to go on Cheers on an episode of Jeopardy. And one of the things was like, it was three names, right? Of like historic historic people. I can't remember what it was, like Genghis Khan and whatever, right? And Cliff's like, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Alex says the answer, and he's like, that is not correct. And Cliff is like, oh, yeah, it is. It sure is correct. I can tell you it's correct. So give me the money. You know, it just turned into this big long thing. So good old Cliff. Throw back. Isn't isn't Cliff um, isn't the same actor the character of, of uh, Toy Story? Is yeah, it, I is think it, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's Slinky yeah, or yeah. something. I don't know. So where on. is where are the Jays going to finish this year? Like, are they going to uh, Sue saying they're going to win their division? What's the? I I think uh, they're going to win their division. People don't realize that some of the Yankees are unvaccinated. And so, so I'm just saying this because in New York they don't allow like if you're unvaccinated you can't play in New York and you can't play in Canada right now. So 
Some of the Yankees like Judge and Rizzo aren't vaccinated, so they lose out to about 90 games a year yeah. right now if they don't change it right now out of 162. Wow. That's huge games. Right, and I think that'll help the Jays. I'm hoping. I'm hoping to keep the same law help us out a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, between and, and then yeah, Chris Sale too, right? He has some cracked ribs. He'll he'll, he'll be back soon though. But so, you still got yeah. Boston. You still got Tampa. You still got these guys, right? Like the AL East is going to be breaking, one of the hardest. Breaking news! Breaking news coming down the pipe here. Freddie Freeman got signed by Tampa Bay. Is that real, Ryan? Yes, or I, are you I, just trying us? I don't know. I trust him not at, in the least. I'm gonna look this up right now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a pile of bullshit. You can tell right now. Yeah, I just... nothing, nothing. All right, go away. Carrie, what's going on on your monitor in the background there too? You're there's another sport going on right now. What's what's happening? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can, I can uh, bring that up. Uh, just, I can't show it very long because it's uh, copyrighted. Uh, but I'm watching a little. Uh, uh, live Fox Sports One for uh, are we allowed short for little clips for copyrighted videos? Yeah, probably less than a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, that's good. Like, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I, I don't want Fox coming in on us here. <laughs> so here's uh, here's yeah. a poll. Here's a poll for everybody out there watching. Who still has landline phones? <laughs> this let's, guy. No, <laughs> Let's let's hear it in the chat. Who still has landline phones? I'm at, but I'm also watching my parents' house. Remember too, right? They've I know, got, I know. But they've got two landlines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you man, go. There's, there's three, three for three so Yikes. far. Three for okay. three landline phones. But but in in all fairness, Cindy, you don't pick up your landline, <laughs> so it doesn't really count. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, uh, we want to. You guys want to talk about the five PL last weekend at all, or sure. Green Crushers didn't quite get the first place, but big. Obviously, give credit where it's due to Paradise for sneaking ahead and getting ahead of. Yeah, uh, Dream that division. Yeah, yeah. They they played really well. They uh, they secured their, and that was a great match. There was a lot of drama in that one too. So um, they secured. Well, currently first place, Heartland still has a chance to catch them, I believe, even for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, speaking as a dream crusher, we kind of wanted to play uh, the first match of the playoffs just because we wanted to get more airtime. So, in, in all in all terms of purposes, we're okay exactly. with this. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's favorite team gets to play a little bit more. One more one more week for everybody to see, right? It's all, I mean, about, the ra- it's all about ratings, right? Yeah. It is. It is about the ratings. It is. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, so. Right. And, and yeah, the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, we also we have to we have to talk about GP here. They left Danny Stewart on the bench. Let's let's just bring that up. The best player yeah. they have right now in, in the in the in the pro league. They let, let him sit on the bench. I don't know. We we should have asked Gerald about this last week, but uh, unbelievable, I tell you. Unbelievable. Hot take. <laughs> hot take from Tim Wiseman. Yeah, yeah I mean, obviously they went with the lineup that they were feeling was going to be best for him that day. Um, I'd probably tend to agree with you. Danny is, in my mind, I've seen him perform pretty well this year in, in the anchor spot, but at the end of the day, you don't know what's going on in their mind and that thought that in that moment. But yeah, you're right. Looking on the outside, it would have been thinking that, that Danny's for sure in the lineup for the first to start with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Out the Holy Rollers, uh, yeah. So Holy Rollers went and lost a couple of games, and that well, they lost the first game, got seven yeah. points the second game, um, but still not quite enough to guarantee themselves playoff spot. And obviously, Bombers um, uh, clinched the spot there. You're in so now. Pretty exciting. Yep. Pretty exciting for the Bombers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, still got a game in hand, but next gen still got three games in hand, so it's going to be pretty solid for them. Yeah, and Toppler Roses are leading that division right now with two games in hand. So yeah. it's yeah. not looking likely that the Rollers will hold on to their spot, being only uh, no, only seven. No, they're eight points ahead of next gen with five with three more games to play for next gen. So gonna be pretty tough to hold on to that spot, but you uh, never know. Week break and then back at it in two weeks. Um, but you guys have Masters this weekend in Alberta, yes, so that wraps up the qualifying stages here of Masters. Where is everybody else in the province or in the country with their Masters qualifying right now? Are we uh, team selected or are some things backed up? No, or what's the... uh, I don't think I don't think anywhere has their trials completed yet. I think we'll no. be the first. I think we'll I think be... so too. Yeah. Okay, so I think Newfoundland New New just released their dates for their Masters. Yeah, were, a lot of people were closed down. Unfortunately, we got our status quo for the longest time, right? So, I yeah. know BC is kind of uh, get, <coughs> getting their stuff together and whatnot. So, there's Matt Saskatchewan Masters are this weekend, so they'll be finished the same time we will. I think Manitoba has another couple, and same as Northern and all the other fun stuff. Yeah, now this year's obviously been a bit different with provincial restrictions and, you know, COVID and people having to cancel and back things up. But generally speaking, do provinces have a, a set weekend for Masters qualifying or is it all sort of all over the board? You know what I mean? Like you guys have your three weekends. Is that the same three weekends for all provinces? No, right. I mean, there there are some that will like be similar. I mean... Jen saying they have their Masters this weekend as well in Saskatchewan, right. but yeah. um, there will be something to be similar, but for the most part, it's kind of all over the place. Right. Yeah. It's some Big Picture would be nice. It'd be nice that everybody did have the same schedule, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, they have different types of qualifying too, right? Not everybody yes. does the the four yeah. and six, so. But yeah, there's uh, as far some as I only do know, six ga- six games too and stuff like that as well. So it is. All I don't have Alberta stats obviously right in front of us here, guys. But there's a lot of movement to happen too, isn't there? Some guys are, have only played two tournaments, so some guys yeah. got to have two big ones. But there's still eight, nine, ten guys in the mix, and even on the ladies' side too, quite a bit there. I mean, there's some there's some people that are playing well and likely yeah. locked it up, maybe three or four. But there's still a couple spots up for grabs, isn't there? Yeah, for the guys, I think there's uh, probably like. 12 guys that have chances but yeah the top three are almost locks but those bottom three spots are kind of can be switched around obviously um but yeah with with having two throwaways like for me personally central doesn't didn't matter for me it's going to be calgary the big tournaments right so yeah two, 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 two throwaways what do you guys have tim and dex i have one throwaway yeah um, it, it's different because there's a, <clears throat> Calgary has such good scoring centers with the ones we're playing at, um, and those people that have two throwaways they can go run a runner, right? But they still have yeah. to play, right? They still they have, still to, have play. to go run a runner. So you, you got Paradise yeah. so, Toppler. What's the order? Yeah, Paradise, Paradise first, Toppler yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, um, we we haven't played Toppler since they put the new black bases in and and done some maintenance. And put oil. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I mean, I hear, I hear, I hear huge things. I hear huge things, oh, nice. but. Good job, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously Tyler and Adam are pretty well locked at this point, especially with Adam having 1980, but I'm going to say from like three, I don't know. There's, there's going to be. Yeah. Bradley's twos are 2079, 27, 29. Those aren't really high. Right. I'm going to say there's, there's like probably eight, nine, 10 people. And you have and Schultz, co- Schultz, Schultz is the down there that hasn't hasn't played two and johnny uh, and johnny's, johnny's in... not playing oh okay so... where's schultz down there and johnny's in there uh they, they, they only played two they've, heard... they've only played two they've only played two yet 22 I'm in the same 2196 oh wow yeah i'm in the same spot that they would be because i only yeah. have two good tournaments as well yeah yeah because you had a huge one there 23 carry hey yeah yeah yeah. So Paradise, obviously the goal is to go and rock out a big one, guys. Where's Dexter and yeah. Tim? So Dex, they you're 2280, 22. So you kind, those are kind of two throwaways, Dex. You want a couple of big yeah. ones. Yeah, I those. mean, I, yeah. Even, but if I if I shoot another, if I shoot a 22 something in there, I should be okay. And you Tim, know, you're hoping for one. Okay. Tim, you get one 23 in there, and you'll probably look good. Oh yeah, right. I think more. You're than good. You got to go twenty three and a half, something like that. You have one big tournament out of the two, probably doing okay. Yeah, fun, um, fun. That's going to be big games on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, but then even we'll Sunday, because you're looking at it too. Yeah, the ladies. It's a little bit small. Oh, is this still? Sorry, let me go bigger. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's old. <laughs> now our guest, our guest does not play Masters either, right? No, yeah. she does not. That's a topic in our agenda. If if you guys read it, oh, oh it is. <laughs> oh, we, we, we didn't get enough so, time to read it. Yeah. So for yeah. our audience, <laughs> Tim, Tim gave us the agenda right before we went on, so yeah. uh, <clears throat> didn't have a chance to read it. Yeah, yeah, as you guys know, show must go on sometimes. We so might just banter here for for an hour, right, Tim? It, it, it'd be it'd be better than our guest, I must admit. So. Okay, so Jen Baker, look down there. Jen, is Jen Baker playing? She's got twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Baker's back in. I have to actually confirm with Pam to see if she is playing again as well. She didn't play the second set because of our Masters Nationals fell for dates, but then uh, those did get adjusted, so um, she is able to attend now. So she might play the last two as well. Wait, what? Um, Masters national dates have adjusted? Yeah, it was it was like a couple of days, just uh, for because of the hotels, I believe, and busing and busing. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. So yeah. yeah uh, isn't, it, isn't it always July long, or it's now a, a little? Yeah, bit after? it it is July. It is still July long. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the dates. Yeah, just shifted a day or two, but it's still yeah. on that weekend. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's going to be tight in here for the ladies too. There's there's a bit of a a bit of a drop off there, but with throwaways, anything can happen. Especially like Michelle's got two good ones in there, right? Yeah. So she comes out with two good ones and she's right back in it. Yeah. Um, Tracy's yeah. got a couple of good ones there. Our birthday girl, Tracy Smith. Hey, today. Yeah, yes. happy birthday. Yeah. Twenty one oh nine, twenty one thirty six. Yeah, good. And then she Baker will keep... obviously have an opportunity to move up to having only two in there as well. So. Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. All right. Well, we might as well pay some bills and then uh, get to our special guest. She's been waiting patiently. So uh, for That's as little not $2 something she a... does well. <laughs> she, 
She's she's present. That's all that matters. Uh, so for as little as two dollars a month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash five pin universe uh, and help support this weekly podcast and us bringing all this information to your ears. And if you're watching live to your eyes as well, I guess. <laughs> all right. And uh, I'll start bowling sales is once again, our weekly sponsor. We will be doing a giveaway. Um, let's see if I can bring up it's hashtag all-star giveaway I'll do the banner at the bottom here once we get <laughs> rock and rolling and uh, all-star bowling sales running our commercial and we'll bring in a special guest so without further ado if that's true Dexter do you want to get that ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I, I think I think we'll do that. we're go we're uh, going off the internet uh <laughs> legal team uh, here are we i'm i'm ready i'm ready all right so without further ado our national all-star katie rayner oh hey oh you didn't share hold on hold on stop i feel like technical difficulties are fine stop stop talking for two seconds stop talking hold on take her off the stream and restart it okay (laughs) and our all-star we really butchered this podcast oh, <laughs> last we're starting off on a good note yeah i was really concerned when the opening of that image came up that's what we were about to see I was like, oh, oh, our new, welcome to our guest and here's a video oh hey new new trend new trend Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ryan! <laughs> you were supposed to be on my. Do you know what? Th- th- that should be the All Star giveaway instead. Yeah. <laughs> should we change it? We, oh, we I feel like it. out of context. That's like a really terrible hashtag. <laughs> yeah. How was it, it better it's... in context? Well, I don't know, well, but I feel like maybe it is. Should we should we promote that or the rookie hats, Katie? Oh yeah. Is it is it the hashtag or is it the rookie hat? What are we doing? I feel like neither one is bullying, so I think we're okay. (laughs) Well maybe this one's a little bit closer to bullying. Uh, if, if, if people don't understand, Daryl Daryl's a rookie for the Edmonton Zone again as manager. And, and he's very concerned no, about No, 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 no. Let's talk he's about the ha-ha Katie farted. He's, he's having a hard time, <laughs> and you know, that, and uh, and his wife's okay with it, though. So Yeah, yeah we cleared it with her. She's, she's, she's okay good. with me having a hard time? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> she said that we'd be good. We'd be good at we cleared it with her. She said, "Oh, you did." Oh, so she, she yeah. knows now, does it? That's she yeah. knows. Actually, yes. She said it was cute. <laughs> Anyways, can we explain this? Ha ha, Katie farted. What's going on here? So Dex, this is our bowling team name. What's going on? Yeah, show off our shirt. This is our Thursday night bowling team shirt. Super cute on the front. Not so cute on the back. <laughs> So that's a, that's a bit. That's a big llama. Well, it's got a big tush. Yeah. <laughs> Our team name is Haha ha Katie Farted, which is dumb, but it is what it is. I've tried to change it a thousand times. Like I've gone up to the counter and requested a name change, and every time they do it for me, and then by the time I get back on Thursday for bowling, one of those two has come back in and changed it back to Haha ha Katie Farted. Okay. In all fairness, though, <laughs> our staff are equally 
Yeah, now they just yeah, tell me no, but they used to change it for me. But now they just now. They're yeah, like, no, Chris, Chris will never do that. So yeah, no. It's so a great like, team did name. you fart or something, or like what was the story? There's got to be a story. Oh, that that you're, that you're I, like, I don't oh know. Oh my god! Yeah. Haha, Katie farted. Like, what Are we gonna story? go to five? But you have to dark right away because we can. Yeah. <laughs> Am I having yeah. to tell the story? Yeah. yeah. One time I got really drunk, and while okay, first of all, while I was throwing my like brains out. In their toilet, all I could think of was like their butts touched the toilet seat and I was going to get pink eye for sure. There's no way I wasn't. And so I was very concerned about that. And then as I puked once, I farted or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so her nickname became Katie Two Ms for a while. But, she thought but I thought it was two Ms like Eminem. And I thought it was so cool, but it's not Eminem. It's two Ms. So, two Ns. Yeah. And then it just kind of stuck for... 15 years, years? <laughs> like i feel like we could have moved past this by now but nope now it's our no. thursday team <laughs> and my favorite was the year that like wally kept announcing our team won something and he would just say like haha and then everybody else would like be like katie farted so <laughs> like even like the little old ladies on our thursday league oh, were getting in on it. it and i'm like oh of course <clears throat> yeah you're such a good sport that's hilarious yeah, yeah. i have classy. to be to be friends with them yeah, classy. I am a classy broad. I already told you that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All classy yeah, so... people refer to themselves as broads, for sure. <laughs> well, sometimes. I, I did I did I did get a question from you, okay, for you from off the off the agenda. What are your thoughts about the current state of the NFC West and your Seahawks? I'm not concerned. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be a rebuilding year. Yeah. Maybe a rebuilding couple years, but at least like our team's not all in jail, so that's a bonus. <laughs> Tim can't say the same thing, so like, I mean, really, who's winning here? We lost one player. Tim has like half behind bars. Like, unless they're playing, this, you know, longest yard in the prison yeah. field. So I think we're okay. <laughs> do you think? Do you think um, the Seahawks are going to get to five hundred this year by chance? Oh, most definitely, and I mean. Even if they did, like Tim's not going to let me follow through on a bet. So double, you want to you want to double or nothing? Bet? Double oh, or nothing? No, you can't do double or nothing on a bet that you re- refuse to actually. Follow it's been like on. five years that yeah. you've not paid up on that <laughs> I, bet, I, I and th- now you're going to be think, like, oh, double th- or nothing. I think this is the year. I think this <laughs> is I would the year. be so dumb to take that bet because I know that when they again get yeah, to five hundred, you're going to be like, oh no, not this yeah. time. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. What is it going to do? Not get kicked in the balls twice? Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you want you want to tell him you want to tell the bet? You want to tell the bet? Is is no, that it's... the punishment? Tim yeah. bet me. So Tim came to me one day at the bowling alley and said, "Your team sucks." And he was running his mouth like he always does, and he said, "If your team doesn't get to 500, can I kick you like in my hoo-ha?" I was like, <laughs> "Okay, sure." But if they do get to 500, I get to kick you in your balls. And he was like, "Yeah, okay." Then they got to 500 and then he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." No, no, no. I said they have to be better than 500. I'm like, okay, let's play that game. Then they got to better than 500, and then he went, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I need them. No, no, I no. Think no I think that Tim, you should be allowed to put on a cup, and then you kick her. Sure. Put on a cup. We'll live stream it, and then we can put it on 5-Pin Universe, and then everybody can like enjoy the moment. It's been five I, years in the making. I got a military boot laying around that you can put on Katie. Just oh, a sure. little extra oomph. Steel, steel toe. toe. Steel toe. You can put like on a Tim plastic cup. On I'll put on the steel toe boot. He's not even listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's done. Yeah, I just... Uh, 
it is what it is, right? And so you'd like you, to make another say, bet? What do you say? When Tim, when Mitch follows through with his bet, then you have to follow through with your bet. Well, you know what? Honestly, I seem to recall Mitch putting up a TikTok video, though. No, yeah, it was not wrong, the one wrong TikTok. Yeah. And and <laughs> and he just made a TikTok because he wanted to make a TikTok. And, <laughs> and in all fairness, uh, not really a friend of the show, but Ryan O'Callaghan has the same bet. Yes. And, he, and he hasn't followed through on it either. Okay, but, but. So because but, someone else whoa. didn't follow through, you oh, don't have to? Are you Pretty in my grade not, two classroom? It's not that Pretty Ryan much. hasn't followed through with the bet. It's that <laughs> I haven't followed through to kick him in the butt nuts yet because. Because we like him. I, that There's that, and I just kind of want to torture him for a long time. So he doesn't quite know when it's going to come because one day it'll come. And I'm not even going to tell him. I'm just going to boot him square in the balls, yeah, and then yeah. that'll be that. Kind of like the That's slap what I'm going to do to Tim. Kind of like the slap bet, right? But you just want to hold one back just, <laughs> just for a while. <laughs> so, anyways, you know my... so anyways, Katie, so let's, let's oh. start go from the beginning here, okay? Okay. Let's go from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> off the agenda. The subject got on Tim, and he doesn't like that. Oh, uh, so. no, no yeah. the, but this podcast is about you. It's not, not anybody yeah, about us. It's about you, me. right? So, yeah, okay. so, so I look. <laughs> How did you get into bowling, Katie? Bowling. <laughs> wow. Way to ch- that was a really subtle change of subject. It was great. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. real good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I started bowling like literally 30 years ago now. I think this is my 30th season playing. Um, my parents both bowled, and so they put me into YBC. Um, and I started playing with the bumpers, which they soon took down from me because I learned really quickly that I could just throw it right at the bumper and still hit pins. And they were like, that's not really teaching or anything. So they forced me to not have the bumpers for a while. Um, so I started that at Coral until Coral had a flood in their base. Like, you guys remember Coral? It was like in the basement yes. of, like at that traffic circle on 118th Ave. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was like yeah. a fire upstairs. And so then when they like doused the fire, the water damage to the bowling alley, so they had to close down. So that's when I moved to the Bronx. So I was probably like six or seven when I moved to the Bronx. Wow, Coral Bowl! I forgot about Coral that one. That's probably Bowl. not one that that probably not one that I would remember right off. No, like unless on. you like were mm. physically in the building, I feel like no one mm-hmm. even knows that it was there. Yeah, yeah. I've heard people talk about it, but I didn't. I had I didn't know you played there. That's interesting. Wow, you just learn something new about me every day, hey? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I played at the Bronx for years. And then when I was 14 or so, I made uh, my first youth challenge team. And then that's when I met these clowns and um, some of the girls that I got close with. And then after that, when I was probably 15 or 16, my brother was the only junior in the program at the Bronx because they just didn't have like a deep program. So we made the decision to move over to Bonnie Dune because I had met, met some friends there through Youth Challenge. And then that's where I kind of finished out my YBC and stayed there until I moved out to Sure Park. Like, I don't know, how long have I been in Sure Park? Like five years? Now I just yeah. run the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember your, like, your group of girls in that time of your teenage years. There was a bit of. There was a group of them, I just remember the name. Wasn't there yeah. Jill in there? Or Jill on a Simchuk was there. Yeah. So, like, the girls that I went, so we went to nationals when I was in 2006. So, I was like 16, I think, at the time. Um, and it was like Jill on a Simchuk, Brittany Hislop, Des Titcat, um, and Amanda Burton were on the team. And, like, now I'm the only one that's still like 
throws balls. Does coaches, but like yeah. no, none of them stayed with it as an adult. So I, out of all the girls there, I mean, obviously you did well. Jill was a, a phenomenal player back. Jill was day. unreal. Like back when really we were, still be unreal. If she picked up a ball again today, I'm sure she would be. We actually did go bowling one day. There was a time, like probably two and a half years ago, that we just like all of a sudden they're like, "Let's go play bowling," and I'm like. Yeah, let's do that. And so we went and like, actually, everybody did not bad. I was shocked for how long they haven't picked up balls for. Like Des throws every once in a while through family twosomes and like different random tournaments that she goes in with her brothers. But like Jill, I was surprised that she was able to just like pick it up and go. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Were you at Nationals 2006? Did you guys go to Nationals? Yeah, it's in Sudbury. But wasn't yeah. there an you Edmonton? Guys... There was an Edmonton one though a year before. When did Edmonton host in there? Two thousand three, somewhere in there, guys. You remember? Two thousand seven, the year after. So it was the year, <laughs> the year after. after. Okay, mm-hmm. remember yeah. Yeah, helping helping host that one, and there was. I just remember you guys, maybe from the year before, looking at stats or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was oh uh, seven. Yeah, so because uh, you guys were in Sudbury too, weren't you? I was. Dexter, yeah. Dexter, well, yeah, Dexter Tim was. was yeah. yeah, Tim missed out. He was playing singles, and he lost to Kevin Shelton. Uh, right, Tim. Right. Yeah, I, I love I love talking about that story. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> I remember. I remember Kevin being there on the bus, and he held hands with someone. That's right. I remember. Yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna it... tell you who, but <laughs> <laughs> secrets. Yeah. Who was on your team, Dex? Who was on your team, Dex? You were Stuart Bowles, senior boys, Dex. For you? Uh, yeah. Um. Will Sutherland. Will Sutherland. Uh, Derek Gall. Marty. Marty, yeah. Matt Cole. Matt Cole. Matt Cole. Yeah. 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 That was that was the, the yeah, it was it was a good year. Well yeah, I think we ended up at fourth, but that was like the only time I ever lost my mind at a nationals because of a shoe malfunction. I threw my shoe at a judge of play. I remember Tom, that Tom Williams was the judge of play and he was great. He was absolutely phenomenal as a judge of play. He was understanding. The other judge was not as understanding and I was a little upset. My my heel came off three times in the tenth frame against Northern Ontario, and we ended up losing by two. I threw three strikes playing anchor. We ended up losing by two, I believe, because I kept, I fouled three times because my heel kept coming off. We both fouled that wow. nationals because my first frame there, I fouled through a gutter ball, then spared it, and then on the next shot hit the shield in the tenth frame, or like in the tenth first game tenth frame. I fouled through a gutter ball, then spared it, and then hit the shield and knocked the shield off and got like a two pin or something. And my team was like, hmm, I feel like at this point you probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Maybe. Did you just skip? Uh, yeah, I like, well, sometimes I just go really fast and then just kind of fall. It happens. She, she just, she's top. <laughs> at you, least right? once so. a season. <laughs> wow. Coming from you, Tim. You know, as, I mean, does that really get you, you know, sinking into mm. the competitive side of things when you're playing at Nationals? YBC is like, okay, I like this sport and I'm going to keep playing and I'm, I'm fairly yeah. good at it too. And that, that experience overall must have been pretty cool. Yeah, it was, well, especially coming from the program that I came from, like there wasn't a lot of depth to it. We never made it out of house round for four steps. Like our rep team was mediocre at best. Like we just were not, we didn't have the depth to our program. So going to Bonnie Dune and then having that opportunity to go as a youth to nationals, like that wasn't even something that I considered possible unless I was going to go as a single, which at the time I really truly wasn't good enough to do anyway. So um, yeah, it was cool to be able to have that experience. And then I'm like, I honestly, when I look at that group of people who we went to nationals with the boys team and the girls team, like I'm still friends with pretty much every single person 
that we went with like it's just such a great group and community that we kind of built over the years so nice you yeah. remember who won that year or is it, and are any of those girls still playing across the country honestly i have no idea who won i know that we lost a tiebreaker for silver so we got bronze that year um, oh, okay yeah i can't even remember who we lost to maybe ontario these guys are both looking at that madly. It's a race between the two of them. Like, how would you it. even find that? I like, I would never be able to even know where to look. Okay, so Southern Ontario won. <laughs> well okay. done. Okay. Um, you want me to? You want me to bring it up? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I low key may have tried to like look things up this morning because I was like, they're gonna ask me questions about like what I've done, who, and like I have no idea where to even look. I found yep. something. So this is Katie's. Four steps. Yes, yeah, Ontario. 2000, 2006 resume. 2006. Can you can you make it bigger? Wow, I averaged two seventeen. That's Brit not bad. Isn't isn't Brittany Hislop still bowling? No. no Brittany not. Hislop's still bowled like fun leagues on like Sunday. She bowled like a Sunday night match play for a few years after. I don't know if she's throwing it all anymore. Like, though. like a green and gold type of thing or something. Oh, I, she did play a couple years of green and gold, but I don't think she's playing anything. Like, I don't so, think she's uh, the only anymore. one I can reckon uh, uh, know is Kayla. Kayla Anderson, right? I think so. She's she's won an Open Nationals, but other than that, I don't really know anybody else from from Echo. So Southern, yeah, Apple, like okay. really yeah. none yeah. of these teams are really even. Jillian or Jill averaged two forty five, and yeah, like Jill's that, a beast. Kathy she's still the Kathy McKillop would be Kathy McKillop, uh, Matt's sister, obviously. Must yes. be, yeah. yeah. Wow, I like this. Oh, the There's Ely's. The like, we all know the, the Ely's. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the I remember the them Ely's. being there. The whole That's team true. Of Ely's, yeah. Yeah, and it Cal. was a whole team of Ely's. And Callie, Callie's not playing anymore. Isabel Song's a national champ singles. Oh, and, like, yeah, I'm still friends That's with a lot lady. of the girls from the Newfoundland team, but, like, none of them really play anymore. Yeah, Nicole. Like, I, Nicole was is one of my best people. Sherry, I know, Maria, Ashley, like, but none of them really play anymore. They kind of all dropped off after YBC as well. Yeah. Kind of like a trend across the country. Yeah, it's too bad. Oh, I saw that on the agenda, though. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Neat. And there's the guys that you're looking at. Here we go. Hey, Reminisce. Yeah. John Moans, 2006. Like, find the boys. What did Dexter average? Two, Probably more than ooh, 270. Yeah, 232. No. It was yeah. at Garson. It was a, a hard house. You had Greg DeGrazia up there. You had Matt. Oh, yeah. Matt Placer. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot more male recognizable names than females. Yeah, cool. All right. Hmm. <laughs> Little trip down memory lane. Now, what there. about uh, Youth Challenge? Did you do some Youth Challenge stuff through, through like, youth years? I did do Youth Challenge stuff. I never made singles through Youth Challenge, but um, I played, oh, probably five or five maybe youth challenge um thinking like to my childhood bedroom i think i had four or five that we won because i remember having like the plaques on my wall back when i thought that was like cool. the thing to do um but it's cool katie keep doing it <laughs> where is my stuff now in boxes like hidden in a cupboard i don't know um yeah no i definitely played i had always wanted to play again like a mixed team but i always played on the ladies team which was fun but yeah it was I just I really liked how Youth Challenge when we were back back as kids that you got to play with people from different houses and get to know people like there was people that I would never have had an opportunity to play with like Carla Sweeney and I I remember at Youth Challenge 
I was so ill. I was so sick. And she was like making me a cup of tea and bringing it to me in bed at night because we were roomies that year. And she was like, here you go. Like, do you want some tea? I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I felt like garbage. Um, but just, yeah, people that like you'd never have a chance to kind of get to know other than if you had the opportunity to play on a youth team with them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. people like got to be one of the best programs out there, right? For exactly that is bringing communities together, <laughs> bringing centers together and people together. So yeah, you can't ever stop. But yeah. I think there's been some what surveys before Tim isn't there that most favorite event that people have played and unanimously is almost always the U Challenge is one of the most popular. Yeah, yeah. I think the best part was like the bus rides. The were they the best part for you guys? They were the best part. I spent them in the freaking toilet because you guys <laughs> locked me in every year. It got to, they would every single year on the bus ride, it didn't matter where we were going, they would lock me in the bus room bathroom and then tell everybody they weren't allowed to go pee. And then on the years, it got to the point where I was like, okay, before provincials, the day before, I stopped my water intake at 8 a.m. the day before. <laughs> Nothing goes in this body. There's no fluids. I will not, because it'd be like, as soon as I got up to pee, they would just lock it and then take turns sitting outside the door so I couldn't open the accordion door. And then it or, got to the or, point. Or or you I, tied it with a shoelace, and then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink anything. So then I was like, this year I got them. There's no way I'm getting locked in the bus bathroom. It's fine. I don't have to pee. It's great. They picked me up and just put me in there. <laughs> <laughs> and you were dehydrated. And I was, was dehydrated. Terrible. So I would just literally spend the entire bus ride sitting on the toilet, just like listening through the door to whatever was going on out there. It was terrible. You guys think the bus rides were great. Unless you're you know, in the bathroom this for 50 years, you guys, it's going to be. Oh, like I wouldn't. Traumatized. Is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. severe claustrophobia. Yeah. I'd be losing my shit in there. Yeah. yeah, it got to the point like I wouldn't pee on the bus. I would pee on the side of the road with the boys. I would just like, <laughs> pop a squat. Like, like is it doesn't that, matter. I'm not using that, that bathroom. You should see Katie at a golf course. Is this the reason? Probably because we can't go in the bathroom, the porta potty. <laughs> You're good with it. You're good to go. Yeah. The guys, guys can go. Why can't the girls go? I'm I going. have my penis. I'll pee anywhere. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I practiced how to use it without spillage. We're good. <laughs> wow, I love it. As as all of our listeners are quickly googling something right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't wash it in a dishwasher. Oh, but it is dishwasher safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, oh well mo moving on, <laughs> moving on. We've um, derailed. We've derailed. You uh, you obviously enjoyed the U Challenge experiences, and you tried out in 2010 and made it as a rookie for the Open. You represented. Edmonton six times, five times on the ladies and once on the mix that you never had a chance to play because of COVID. The um, greatest team that never was. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can't that say that. Mixed that mixed team was bomb. That was last if year. We had a team? chance. Yeah, the last year that got canceled, it was myself, Katie Hicks, and Rose Gigluck as the women, and Brett Wren, Adam Kemp, and Tyler Tickcat as the men. We put that team on the lane. That was going places. Yeah, why didn't we just keep last year's teams together? Why did we even bother with any sort of qualifying this year? 
right? Like, let's just let it go. Yeah, both teams got robbed. I mean, they, they put their money, put their entry fee in, and they didn't even get to go anywhere. I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Like, why yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you really feel, Daryl? It's bullshit. You qualify. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My turn. Yeah. 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 I'm fine. That was it. a good mix. That is a good team, though, Katie. That was. Yeah, it, it was just like, ma- 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 Tyler's on it. Yeah. And Tyler is my rookie. Like, oh, I would don't, have had that kid doing everything. Don't don't you worry. I we, I got him under control. Yeah, I have him under I, control. I'm still claiming him as partly my rookie this year you can't, because you like can't. I ha- you have, yes, you have you can. A, you have a rookie. You have Caitlin, and oh, you, have Darryl, you have Daryl. You have Daryl. You'll have, you have yeah, yeah, anything you, do. you need, Katie. Anything you need. I'll you have a Daryl. You have a Daryl. Third of the time. A third anything. of the time. Anything. Yeah, you got big shoes to. You got big <laughs> shoes to fill, Daryl. Manager Matt, he took care of us. He'd be <laughs> like, hey Matt, well, and he just like the next thing you know, our whole team had water in front of us. Like yeah, no we just give him signals across the bowling sure. alley. He'd be like, yes. All you need to do is teach me. Just don't let me have to. Don't make me have to read your minds and, and <laughs> pretend to know. Just be very specific, and I'll. I yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Manager Matt. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, Daryl has to learn kangaroo court. But yeah, he, are we gonna yeah. have him as judge? Daryl can be judge. Yes, we can talk. We can, we can talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about kangaroo courts now? I was just gonna say, can I share my favorite kangaroo court story? Uh, uh, do, uh, do we have to explain what kangaroo court is so first? So I, I can explain know. it. I'll, I'll close notes or it. So okay. the Edmonton Zone, we have kangaroo court. If someone does something wrong on the Edmonton Zone. We can file a complaint against that person to our judge, which used to be manager Matt, but now it'll be manager DB. And that judge gets to hold a courtroom session where both sides get to present their court like their it. court case and decide who wins. So there was one year that I took Tim to kangaroo court because okay, he's... B- before, oh. before we move on, sorry. Um, yeah, <coughs> the two get to go to court and then the judge elects a person to defend each person so each person gets their own lawyer but typically speaking it's the worst possible person yeah the judge gets to appoint the lawyers remember when i got kicked out of the courtroom because i spoke out of turn and i had to listen at the door (laughs) anyway my favorite kangaroo court story was when him in the bowling alley in red deer decided to squeeze my nose like he just walked up to me and squeezed my nose really hard for no reason because he's a dick like that and yeah. it hurt because my nose is pierced. So it like pierced the other side. It hurt a lot. And so I took him to kangaroo court for basically. Assault. No, Assault. I don't even remember who represented Tim, but whoever me. it was. was it, it was me. That's right. <laughs> and I stood up and was like, uh, on my side. What, what's your defense? <laughs> He's you guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and Judge Matt decided that his punishment, because it would not have been fair to ask him to pierce his nose and then have me retaliate. But it needed to be like a good tit for tat kind of punishment. He had to yeah. stick a jalapeno pepper up his nose, and then I got to squeeze it so that like all the jalapeno <laughs> juice went in his nose and wow. burned the inside of his nose. And then he was pouring ranch down his nose, and like it was, it was just I, a terrible I am time. All in for this kangaroo. I now have a newfound excitement about this managerial yeah. job. The yeah. other, my <laughs> other, fa- yeah. I have to share one more. The other favorite kangaroo yes. court story was when in the team picture. Tim put his ball sack on my my shoulder in the team picture. Just get, you just want to know if you're on the peach. Apparently, and so the punishment that year because that was down in Medicine Hat where they have the ball pit in the bowling alley, which I highly recommend for every bowling alley. Sure, bowl ball pits, get one. Um, 
so I got to pick like a dirty ball out of the ball pit and then cut it in half and Tim had to shotgun a beer out of it and that was also really nice. <laughs> I take Tim to kangaroo court a lot because he's always the one that like seems to be doing something dumb. Does so. anybody else go to tang- kangaroo court? Oh, or is it, like, yeah. yeah. Like, like the anybody... one year... The, one year the men's team took us. Where have I been, guys? Like, I, 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 I just not know about this? Or I don't know. One year the men's the men's team took the women's team to kangaroo court because our rookie wasn't wearing her hat at breakfast. And so we weren't allowed to, like, file any complaints until our rookie, like, did a punishment for, like, not wearing the hat. And, oh, there's so many things. But it's, it's at the end of every <laughs> night, we get everybody into a into a room, and there's always something. And it, it's good for team morale. My, my, one of my personal favorites is... Um, I can't remember why Chris Hislop went to went to Kangaroo Court, but but his punishment was he had yeah, okay. oh yeah sorry I took him to court for being ginger and he lost just, so his no punishment was like <laughs> well it doesn't matter he could have dyed his hair um, anyways his punishment was he had to chug a ginger ale <laughs> my so, other favorite thing. Was when we were in, I can't remember what city it was in, but we were doing our kangaroo courts in one of the hotel rooms. Like, I think Rose and I had a suite. So we were doing it like in the, because we had a king size bed. So we were doing it in the suite area and we kept getting noise complaints. So the hell, the hotel, Red Red Deer, the hotel just like gave us a banquet room. They're like, can you just do these in a banquet room for free? Like, we'll just give you the banquet room, do it in the banquet room. And we're like, this is the Edmonton way. This is how you get what you want. We wanted a banquet room. We got the yeah. banquet room. We didn't pay for it. <laughs> I think we have one coming up, Tim, or we're figuring it out. We're going to need that. No, they, they told us no, and they're going to charge us with it. I was like, well, when you guys get noise complaints, then You'll give you, it might, you might want to open one up. Right? Yeah. yeah. We're paying you enough over the course of the weekend that you could get into the room. Pretty much, yeah. 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 We tend to get what we want. <laughs> Yeah. It, 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 kangaroo court builds good um, camaraderie between the, your teams and we and close knit. Yeah, it we, gets very heated. Like when I got kicked out of the courtroom, it was like a it was a big thing. And Everybody you know, the, was like the the, 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 best, the best one was when uh, Haley Cole uh, she was pregnant and she's like Matt, no more sex, no more sex. I'm yeah, done with was, your she... shit. And then and Matt's like, <laughs> I guess it is what it is. All right, yeah. <laughs> I have to be unbiased. Yeah, because she was she was my lawyer for something. I got called into kangaroo court by I think Dexter, and she was my lawyer. She's like, "Don't worry, Katie. I'm going to tell him I'm going to withhold sex, and he'll take our side." Nope, didn't take our side. I lost. I don't even remember what I had to do. She's like, "Okay, well, you're fine." That's the only time I've ever seen Haley like. That's when you were cyber bullying me with the pictures from the from the meeting. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay. Let's. Yeah, where are we going? Tim? Moving we going on. Yeah, well, ahead. okay. So, Katie, you made two nationals in sixteen and nineteen. Yeah. Um, you want a silver on the ladies' team and a gold on the ladies. nineteen team as well in nineteen and open national all star. What are some of your favorite highlights or thoughts about those? Um. Well, I think from like the two thousand sixteen one, that was my first nationals as an adult. So that obviously is going to be something that I will always remember. Um, the 2019 team though, like from my perspective, we just, we were, we were unstoppable. Like, I think when you look at the stats for that one, we finished the qualifying, like the round Robin, like 15 points or something ahead of everybody else. Like, I think we only lost three matches the entire, the entire round Robin. Um, so that team just, it was such a great, 
vibe and a great atmosphere. Like I, that team was who was even on that? Rose, Gigluck, Michelle Nunweiler, Annette Campbell, Heidi, and Jen Baker. And we had Coach Des. So that was Des's rookie year as a coach. Um, she wanted to go out and finish the whole thing from start to finish and get the gold. And it was just, yeah, I think that year was one to remember for sure. How did, was how that did... the year you were an all-star? Oh, and... <laughs> I was with that all-star medal. That one I was like proud of. I was like, yes, we got gold at nationals. <laughs> And I was an all-star bonus. Like that was the icing on the cake. I was happy with that one. So it was the other it, one I wasn't. Do people about. do people want to? Maybe you want to fill in your what your husband does. Adam's a non non bowler. He just plays a casual league with me on Thursday nights. But what is your what did your husband do with his all-star? And this is sort of why we give you a hard time about it. Uh, so the when I won all-star at provincials the one year, and I wasn't overly impressed with it only because I was there for a purpose of getting our team to nationals. We didn't do that. We came second. So there was a lot of emotions behind that piece. So when I got the all-star medal, I was like, don't care. Um, and when I brought it home, he decided to hang it on a nail over a door frame, which drove me mental. And then every time he walked through the door frame, he would touch it and be like, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> It was so like people would come over and they'd be like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's Katie's All Star Medal." And I'm like, okay, "Can we take that down now? Like, this is ridiculous." And he's like, every time he walked through the door frame, he like had to touch it, and it was like a big thing. Um, that's so <laughs> yeah. For for the Open, you've had some great coaches like Lori, Cisco, Des, and Lynn. Um, what are some like? Uh, things that they taught you um lots of things so Lori taught me a double changes everything and like i will consistently tell myself that all the time double changes everything des sorry what, what, a double change a double changes oh, double everything changes a double everything. like okay. if you get a strike strike okay. that's yeah. what a double two yeah. strikes in a row yeah. changes <laughs> everything your whole game can change if you throw that double so that's something that, like, if I had to think of one thing that, like, sticks in my mind that Lori taught me, a double changes everything. Um, Des, Des deserves a medal for just putting up with me half the time. Um, I remember I, like, asked her to come out and work with me before we went to Provincials that year that she was coaching. And I said, like, I'm just struggling. I need some help. Like, come meet me at Sure Bowl. Like, let's go figure some things out. And we got there, and she was like, okay, so, like, tell me where your spot is on the lane. I'm like, I don't, I don't have one. She's like, okay. She's like, okay, what do you aim for? Like, where do you stand for your corners? Like I literally stand in the same place for every shot. And I just, if I'm going for the left corner, I put my arm like this. And if I'm going for the right corner, I put my arm like this. And if I'm going for the middle, then I go straight. She's like, that stops now. Like we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) That's not a valid way to play this game. And no more like done um so she worked with me quite a bit on having like lines for different shots and not having to use my arm to kind of just like steer the ball where i want it to go (laughs) i mean and then it was funny because when michaela came up for tpc um and for the ladies invitational this year from calgary she was like yeah uh i was talking to des and she was like i was working with michaela before the invitational this year 
And Michaela, I asked her, you know, where do you stand for these corners? And it was like deja vu to the conversation we had a few years ago. And I was, she was just like, go talk to Katie Rayner. Like, just go talk to her and she will tell you exactly what I think about this. <laughs> so she deserves, like, she's helped me so much in just figuring out different different things like that. Because for the longest time, I'm just like, well, just hopefully it gets there. Let's see what it's happens. It's funny how it, it, you know, it sticks, right? When you have somebody like that that you're talking to and going through some scenarios and thinking, like, yeah, exactly. Why don't I have a spot to look at? Right. I mean, I still don't really have, I'm like the worst for that. And I will tell any coach that I kind of, I start looking at a spot on the lane, but in my first step, my eyes will drop to the foul line every time. And then when I get to the foul line, they're still there and I kind of just follow the ball along. So hopefully it hits generally the area, but at least now I know that like, I'm not going to stand in the same place for every shot. And that maybe if I move over, I have a better chance of getting some of those corner pins and things like that. So yeah. That's a bonus. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's super abnormal. That's that's how I play up the middle too, or when I'm going for the middle is I have a target and then I lose a first second step, and then it becomes have... it becomes execution, right? It just becomes a feel, and you're just trying to make sure you throw the ball the right way rather than, for me, focusing on hitting that target. So if well, I if I throw the ball right, I'll hit that target. Yeah, I just have such a short attention span. So like by the time I get to the foul line, I've lost it, but. For the most part, when, when I'm playing well, I can kind of tell in my backswing, like, ooh, I'm going to need to, like, flick my wrist or something because this isn't right. So, I mean, that's not the the best way to play, but, like, at least I have that to fall back on sometimes. It's working the, this season. The old mid, the mid block adjustment, hey? When you start yeah, old, I'm like, I banged oh, it off maybe, my knee. Yeah, yeah this, is, this isn't going to go well unless I kind of come through like this. Let's see what happens. And sometimes <laughs> it works. So, this season it's been working more than other seasons, so... That's good. Yeah, you've been playing very well this year. Yeah. yeah. Don't you and Dex have a little side bet going on on Thursday nights? We have a oh, bullshit like, side bet. It's not bullshit. I'm we have, three years running champ on our Thursday night league bet. <laughs> she. But you're. We're, but we're I'm, averaging, I'm averaging. Uh, stop, no, no, Carrie. I'm Carrie, you have to be on my side. <laughs> she's averaging 267, but she somehow gets a 15 point advantage. Every at least one game a week, and only one game, not at least yeah, one game a week. I get a fifteen-point bonus. So we we bet every game. Every game is worth <laughs> a point, and she gets fifteen or sorry, sixteen bonus points at the start of the year. They have to beat, and she has the same average. As okay, me. in my defense, here's here's a couple things. At the like beginning it. of the year is where we set the parameters of the bet. Last yeah. year, he ended. 20 pins higher than me in average. It's not my fault. I'm like just amazing this year. So there's that, that we had, I was way behind him. Also, I got the 15 point bonus one game a, a week, which was fair. Every game's worth a tick. Dexter's so far behind me this year that I had to make the entire last quarter a double tick corner just to give him a chance to even have an opportunity to come up with me. Because you got fifteen <laughs> bonus points. But how many times? How many times have you needed that extra fifteen? And you get to choose. You get oh, well, to choose every week. Game? Yeah, know. every week I get to pick a game. Before we start, I have to say like, "Oh, game two. Okay. But I've already predetermined. I was like, "It'll be game one the rest of the season," and every game is a double tick night. So <laughs> he has like 
big advantage to make up some ground. It's not my fault he can't but do it. In, in, in all fairness, though, Dexter and you decide and agree on this before we start. Oh, we? So, it's like a so if he wants to complain, If he wants to complain about it, you know what? It, oh, man. Let you it go. Should, you should see her those nights when we're trying to have this debate. You should see Carrie's her. like the mediator between us. <laughs> He just sits there and he's like, "Well, actually, maybe, it, like, yeah." You know, you know, honestly, not gonna turn come out Come out with a contract and just sign it, and then there's no. I think there is a contract. A verbal contract is a yeah. is a legal contract. And, I mean, and like, the years that I have lost, have I paid up on my debts? Unlike Tim, it was yeah, yes, 100%. that is very true. That is absolutely. I but stood it, in front of that league and gave a speech with that dumb <laughs> All Star medal about how I was amazing. So like. Sorry, uh, what, uh, what, what metal was that? Don't. Don't do it. Hey now, get your game on, go play. Wow. What's the, uh, what's the parameters of the contract next year, Dex? It's, it's, it's head to head. We have identical averages. It's head to head. No more of this cheating bullshit. Sounds like you still would win. Still, sounds like you'd still win a whole bunch there, Katie. So it sounds like you usually win two to one each night or three nothing. Like, I mean, this year I've been winning a lot, which is fun. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel though you'll have a higher average at the end of the year. Is is there what? What's the? You're you're up. If Dexter loses, you're up seventeen. So you're basically up net two. If, no, if, one. You got 16 bonus points. In the yeah, but Dexter, how many have been double ticks? Time out. If Dexter loses, if Dexter loses, what happens to Dexter? We haven't decided that yet. Should we make Should we make a five pin universe poll? Yeah, let's kick, make a five pin universe. No, how about this guy? I'm kicking the nuts with a cup, because then you guys can both do it on the same. Day. Yeah, I can just line up the Wiseman and just go down the line. I think everybody would agree to that. Kicking the nuts with the cup. No, 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 no. I am open to suggestions. If anyone has but, an idea of what yeah. they want Dexter to do when I kick his butt this T- year. TikTok videos? Yeah, so for for those that are listening right now. It's a kick in the nuts for me. For for, for those that are listening, put put, put in your, and put in the comments of what you'd like to see Dexter do. Kick yeah, I'm Hashtag. open to suggestions. There, I don't know why. Only if you Tim pays there, there, on his bet. Yeah, t- there, t- Tim, no, no, this no, is no, a no, different no. bet. Mine and Dexter's bet is completely independent of that because I paid up when I lost. So Dexter wrote a speech. I had to stand up at our Thursday night banquet and Dexter wrote a speech talking about how I was so much better than everybody else. <laughs> and I had to stand up at our Thursday night banquet with the microphone so, during awards and say this to the entire there's league. 35 you people on the there are 35 people on here and that's a low <laughs> unless because katie's on but Probably. um but but make sure you guys put it in in the comments here okay and put and push hashtag uh haha katie farted <laughs> to get yeah, yourself Jen in does have the, but speaking Jen of does have you know, the video katie you've got a 267 average right now that's Pretty fantastic. What other ladies do we know across the country that are having a 270 plus average for the years? Anybody know out there? Anybody in the comments there? If you don't want to add what Dexter wants to do, put the comments. Who's having great years for females? Right? Yeah. Because that's uh, that's a pretty solid average. What what normally wins the high ladies average in the city? Do you guys know, Kim? Um, Mid 250s usually gives itself a shot. Right. 
I mean, are you? What's what are guys right now not taking the glory away from you there, Katie? But what's I guys? I think I saw that. I think I saw Brad has like two eighty at uh, Bonnie Dune. Right, because yeah. there's a league there they're playing at. He yeah. play, He plays uh, that down there. Yeah. On uh, Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's his Thursday league. I thought I saw somewhere that he had like two eighty, ish. I believe. Yeah. And then I mean, if you look at our Thursday night league, two seventy is still. Yeah. High for Schultz. Yeah, Matt had 270. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Good for. Yeah. Go get him, Shady. Um, yeah. So, Katie, we're talking about five pin stuff, but uh, over the years, um, why haven't you participated in Masters? <laughs> um, that's a very complicated question. <laughs> Honestly, I guess, like, at the start when I didn't participate in Masters, I just didn't think I was good enough to. That's pretty much the. Don't give me, like, all your faces right now. I don't think Beef's doing it allowed. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I don't think we need to encourage any more any farting material, right. though. Like, I think that might be too yeah. much for me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That, that's perfect, because I, you can wear your shirt while you do it. I, I mean, I could. <laughs> the long farting, yeah. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, I feel like at the beginning when I, like, Masters first came about, I was like, I don't know if I'm really good enough to compete with all the ladies in the province, and when I think about, like, competing with Edmonton is one thing, like, we have a really deep talent pool here in Edmonton, but then to, like, also add in the deep talent pool from Central and Calgary and everywhere else in the province, it was like, there's no way. So, that was when I was younger, I was just like, I'm not gonna do that now it was just more so the timing part of it is competing like if going to nationals in july i'm like that's just a long season by the end i'm kind of like even by nationals for open in june i'm like okay i'm ready for this to i need a break a little bit um Mm -hmm. ready to move on to outdoor activities ready to move on to slow pitch and golfing and and then just even the timing of giving up like three weekends like i know it doesn't seem like a lot three weekends but doing all the other things that I do and everything. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So that's kind of why I haven't. But as a teacher, at least, at least you are only giving up weekends. You're not, you're not taking time off for masters and stuff like that. But the other thing too, is like if I made it to masters nationals, like I remember talking to Haley about this when she was going, cause she's also the teacher. She'd have to like miss the last couple days of school every year to go to masters nationals. And I'm like, are some of my like favorite days with my kiddos because they just they, they love me then they're like we're gonna miss you so much and like the rest of the year they they're little shit sometimes so when are you when are you done uh june 20 i know you're gonna like whatever date i say you're gonna be like oh masters nationals is after that um, it, 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 it's, it's already after that so yeah <laughs> i think we're done usually after 20 it's already 28th or 29th i think yeah. is our last day it, but there are some years where you do have to like take time off because I know Haley's sure. had to take time off for so, it. So, K- Katie, would you say maybe the tournament director has to be a little bit more encouraging you to in order to come out? Who is the tournament director? Oh yeah, you two, Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel like they need to do a better job of hooking me on Masters. No, that's not fair. <laughs> they have both. <laughs> they have both put in the work of trying to convince me to play Masters on Thursday nights. There's been multiple times they've asked me, like, how come you're not playing? What are you doing? But um, for me, it was just always, like, timing and that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe one day. I think right now I I would have to go back and renew my mat. Like it's completely expired. I used to keep it up to date when I was coaching. And then once I became a teacher, I was like, I need my Saturday mornings because I already deal with kids Monday to Friday. So I kind of stopped coaching, but. You don't have to do anything. What do you mean? You don't have to be like a master to. Yeah, you just have to <laughs> register for masters. Oh, but don't what I have to you... like pay back fees or like dues? Mm. No, no, you're literally no. making. Well, maybe. Up. Maybe next year. <laughs> no, but you do have to pay. You have to pay a master's fee and then a tournament yeah. fee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah. I mean, you have to be an intro to something or level you have one. To have, one like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I have the coaching clinics. I have the old level one, but totally. I'm pretty sure that I don't know like if that counts. Yeah, it counts. It does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. You you can't use it for coaching, but yeah. it counts towards your masters. Okay. Well, maybe next year. Maybe you'll see me at masters next year. I feel like I said that every year for the last. Yeah seven but did your glass magically get more full yeah you saw it in yeah do we feel like um maybe where the nationals would be would make a difference and does anybody else feel like that is there any nationals like if it was in newfoundland or if it was in nova scotia if it was in vancouver because then people do it extended so, holidays i mean edmonton yes. this year you know so 99 percent of the time when it's in newfoundland you get the biggest outcome for sure right that being said, we have more Masters played this year than we did the year prior, where it wasn't it wasn't Newfoundland. Well, but we COVID, we never got to COVID, go. COVID yeah. wasn't a, nobody played last year, Dex. So no, obviously numbers year. are up through the roof. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. But you know, I think in Alberta, Alberta for we always have a good core amount of people. I think other provinces definitely are like that. I feel right? like even. Like, when I think about the Open, like, I obviously don't play Masters, but this year for the Open, I was, like, 50-50 of whether I was going to play or not, just for lots of reasons. But knowing that it was in National, or in Newfoundland for Nationals, I was like, hmm, yeah, maybe I'll give it a go. Like, that was definitely one of the things that contributed yeah. to my deciding. Like, I was kind of on the fence. I wasn't 100% sure, just with, like, the way the world was and personal. Like, it was just kind of 50-50 for me, but that was definitely one of the things in the bonus category of, like, Hmm, maybe you need to look at this a little bit more knowing that it was in Newfoundland this year. So I think it does. I know that like we do have a group of people that are going to play no matter what, Yeah. but I think um, it definitely has like a little bit of sway. Next year, Masters is in Newfoundland, correct? Correct. Yeah. Oh, maybe so you'll see me. You'll likely see <laughs> next year for qualifying. And where would the, we don't know now, but where was the, this year, first time was in Edmonton, wasn't it? Yeah, so this year we went Edmonton Central Calgary. Next year we'll go Calgary Central Edmonton. So that that's gonna be interesting too for the last two in Edmonton, depending Barney on where Dune. you do it, of course. Yeah, yeah. likely yeah. Bonnie Dune. Likely Bonnie Dune Sherwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy. So, um, Katie, obviously volunteering. I know I can, <laughs> Daryl. I can speak on your on your behalf of your Edmonton five pin board. You've done a lot over the last eight years. Uh, director of the Hilo doubles, now marketing communications. Um, I don't know. Do you want to speak about your roles? I know uh, you're <clears throat> part of uh, the group of us that are doing the Edmonton five pin videos. Have you seen those out there? Um, and the promotion of our sports. So what are, what are some of your goals and what are some of your favorite parts of being a volunteer? Um, I mean, realistically when i look at bowling as a whole it has given me so much like when i think about 
the amount of times I've been able to travel across Alberta or across Canada and the people that I've met, like, to me, that is always something that I will personally hold near and dear to my heart. And so anything that I can do to try to help other people have that same experience and other people be able to get to those same places as me, I'll definitely try to do. Um, I have been on the board for a while. We started with the youth Hilo doubles tournament I took over a number of years ago so that was always a fun tournament that just kind of gets people from all the houses out this new role of marketing and communications while I've been slacking on it a little bit especially over COVID um, is like a new set of challenges when you guys came to me and you were like we're gonna do videos (laughs) yeah let's do videos let's do that and they were like make a storyboard for a commercial and I'm like I'm a teacher. Like, I don't make storyboards. What do you mean? Um, But it's been like a new set of challenges. And it's definitely been a new experience of dealing with different people. And like, we've talked to Ontario about it, different companies here. Um, So that's been fun to just kind of navigate a little bit of new waters and add something new to my resume that I didn't realize I could be a part of, which is kind of cool. So I know the first two videos turned out really well. A lot of thanks to like Daryl for that. And um, we kind of all worked together to get those going. But yeah, they've, I feel like the, the turnout from them has been good. So that's, that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. The response to the, the videos that you guys put together with, uh, with the production company had been huge responses, nothing but lots of compliments and everything like that. They're, they're really well done. Yeah. And like we've gotten from all across Canada, different boards going, yeah, we want to be a part of this or yeah, we want to use these videos and help advertise the sport with them and um, get them out there so people can see them. So that's amazing. And like it was nice seeing the production company at TPC, um, the Let's Go Five Pin Bowling. And yeah, that's the tagline for the yeah. year, right? Yeah. The tagline. Yeah. 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 yeah but. Um, I know we're we're starting works on video number three right away, which is exciting. And we have a meeting next Monday to kind of go over some of that stuff. So that will be the next little adventure we're going on. Gets you some gets you in front of the camera work. I guess so. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, with a face like this, how could we not sell five pin bowling, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go five pin bowling. <laughs> No, but you were great. I mean, obviously, you know, some of those meetings and some of those stuff that we did and, you know, coming up with the storyboard and seeing it. And that's really it does go back to your teacher, you know, organizational skills and how the structure of this will work. So I think that's where you've been super, you know, great to have on that. Yeah, organizationally and thought and that's, you know, have a start and have a finish. And we got to have a plan here. We can't just what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? I think you're you're a person who wants to get things done. Yeah, there was definitely a few meetings where it was like, okay, what are we? And we kind of just kind of talked in circles a little bit. I'm like, no, we're doing this. I'm doing this. Okay, I'll see you next meeting. Bye. And like, end the meeting. I'm done. So yeah, yeah, I definitely like, let's, let's move forward. Let's not just keep kind of talking in circles. Let's, let's push on. We'll go. A lot of work too, right? Is thinking about those and the production of those. I mean, there's lots (laughs) of little videos and stuff out there and some stuff, but uh, you know, our approach and obviously with the Edmonton five pin, a little bit of little money there behind it that there's yeah you know you gotta you gotta produce something of higher quality and well and i think that's really important like i think it was a good thing that we have such a supportive board that was able to say yes we want to 
be behind this and we want to put the money into it and have it done, not just have it done, but have it done right and have it done quality instead of just let's put out some like iPhone footage of people Mm -hmm. bowling and call it a video. And I think we have lots of iPhone footage and there is a purpose for that and like live in the moment, the perfect games and the tournaments and but I think we needed to showcase a different side of bowling as well, not just that tournament play. Because realistically, only, like, I don't know what percentage of bowlers are ever that, like, top tier. We're going to yeah. be at nationals throwing perfect games and throwing, like, big shots in 10th frames to, like, win gold medals. That's not the yeah. norm of what yeah. bowling really is. You're talking to, like, a half a percent as opposed to the 99.5%. Yeah. Like, yeah, that... Sure that top tier is very thin it's not it's not the majority by any stretch so i think not a lot of us are thin up there (laughs) (laughs) i think it was understanding for the videos who the target market is and who we're trying to promote it to and who we're trying to attract and yeah and that kind of quality right and promoting that it's not just tournaments it's league play it's coming out for fun it's having your business christmas party at the bowling alley it's having your birthday parties and just like a random Saturday night out with friends. You can have some beers, have some pizza. It doesn't have to be this big commitment of 30 weeks in a season or this big commitment of I'm going to go out and throw tournaments and I'm going to compete at national. Like it doesn't have to be that. It's just like a fun way to get out with people that you enjoy being around sometimes. And (laughs) depends on who you're with. And And let's go five pin bowling. And let's go five pin bowling. That's right. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> all, all, all I remember was like I saw Marcus Burkowski and I love Marcus to death but him saying let's go five pin bowling I was like man that I don't know if that will sell but that'll hit a lot of our markets right there and <laughs> he was so into it he was so yeah. into it. <laughs> we, uh, we got some thoughts so we got a lot of footage at the TPC we just haven't released it because it. we've been so questionable on how do you release this without where do we go with this <laughs> so that's where we're doing some work Fair. here coming up next week and then that long term is to see that, that we'll, we'll, we'll make it work but it'll be tasteful so it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's keyword. Tasteful. We want it to be respectful. We'll Just, use the footage. John Moen's got some footage in there too. Yeah. John Moen's got some footage. I think Bradford. Bradford. I think even Palmer, because we did the footage on the, on the Friday. Palmer night. was so intense. Oh. Palmer was like, let's go yeah. five pin bowling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. Same with Friday Michaela. Night. Michaela was like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it was Friday afternoon shift of bowling at the TPC. Yeah. So there was people still bowling, and then before we were getting ready for doubles, so there was people in the lanes getting there, and they were saucing up already. So it was like <laughs> had to catch them at a window, and you couldn't get the people that were bowling in a shift. So it was just uh, okay. So we got some we got some quality. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, <laughs> let's delete all the footage you have of me from that because I remember standing there and Bradford and Moen's like shake waiting in the background, and I was like yeah. laughing. Oh, no. I'm like, okay, I cannot. And then you kicked, Daryl, you kicked him out. Like, yeah. yeah, Palmer self-admittedly, Palmer was. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think, I think as soon as I asked him, I'm like, hey, Palmer, do you want to come do a video? And he looked at me, I'm like, shit, I've already asked him. He's got, he's got to come back. <laughs> I can't take that. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. Fair. Oh, oh, wow. It was, it was yeah. good. 
hopefully the footage we get on monday yeah yeah hopefully the footage on monday will be (laughs) better much better yeah so so maybe speaking of that uh how do you think we can what we need to do to promote the sport and develop it for the future develop it for the future wow i think i think the biggest thing that sticks with me when i look at the last couple years we have such a talented pool of youth bowlers that don't transfer over always to like such a small number of them come to you or like come to the adult play and it just it boggles my mind because every year i look at it i'm like ooh, i've got some competition coming up for open and like and then only a small percentage of them are playing and are actually like transferring into that adult and i don't know what the disconnect is or why things like i know there's schooling and people get jobs and everything but it's just like i feel like we have such a disconnect of being able to take from the youth program and transition into the adult program. Um, in which know we, like in, in league or just playing the open, like general. the youth program being just in general. playing the youth challenge or just in, in general, well, once you're done YBC, guess, what league are you going to go play in? Right. Yeah. I guess there's that. And like, I, I mean, this is my own personal opinion when I think about, and this is a hot topic for me. Like I just, I've had strong opinions on this for years. When I think about youth challenge, youth challenge is not preparing our youth bowlers to bowl the open and it used to a little bit more but when i think about it and like this is just my own thoughts on it but when we think about the open qualifying it's 10 games two days in a row and that's a group like even i remember when i made the mixed team with tyler and he looked at me after that qualifying and he was like i didn't realize how hard 20 games in two days was going to be on my body like it was it was a grind And when I think about, like, I looked at Youth Challenge this year and I'm like, we're bowling five games over two days for qualifying. And then we're having our two contingents. And I I totally get why we have two contingents now. It's all about getting the numbers in. But when I think about back to when I played Youth Challenge and, like, when Tim and Dex played with me, you had to average 240 to make a team. Like, whether... It was that was the way it was. You it had was, to average one 235, 240. It was one team, one contingent coming from Edmonton. If you made the team, you knew that you made the team for a reason. And it was like there was this it was it was up there. And then I think now like with having two contingents, the competition level is just not as high to try to like make the team. I know yeah. I've talked to youth bowlers before where they go and they go they they're entering in going mm-hmm. I might not make the first team, but I know I'm going to make a team. Like I know I'm good enough to make a team. Yeah, there's, there, you know, there's no, there's no incentive to get better. Yeah, there's. I know there's 16 spots for women. I'm going to make one of those. I'm one of the top 16 for sure. But when you're going, I'm one of the top seven. Like that just puts your game to another level. And and so being devil's advocate, the mandate or the, you know, goal of the youth challenge isn't to be that. It is to be a participatory, participatory <laughs> experience and send as many kids as possible, right? So right. That's, uh, but I think uh, it's that's like their side. I get, I get it. Yeah. But we want to send it. it. We want to expose as many kids as possible. <laughs> right. To the competitive. So the sacrifice is not potentially the having, having that so team. Right. Like, I, I get it. So traditionally, I completely agree with you, Katie. I think Daryl was there when they actually was in charge. Was uh, head of Edmonton when when that happened when they put in the two. I believe that you were, I think, at that point. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. For those people who don't know what you challenge in, in Alberta, um, 
back when we went, uh, you had a north, you had two north. You had Grand Prairie and you had Fort McMurray area. You had one Edmonton. You had a Leduc area with Tasquin and where Kerry was out of. And you had a Red Deer area. And then you had one Calgary. And then you had a, a Lethbridge area and a Medicine Hat area. So there was actually, at that point, eight there was eight zones, right? With, right. with, with five actual real zones in the province, right? Alberta, Edmonton, because North had two, technically Central had two still, and then South had two, right? Edmonton and Calgary, the only ones who didn't send two, two zones, two teams to provincials, technically speaking. It's just how it was spread out. Um, it became it, it became a money thing more than anything, right? At that point. Now, after being at so many of these, um, I have to say, I agree with you, the, the competition isn't the same anymore, where qualifying isn't you can see it's it's not nearly great as what it used to but the first team is usually the more competitive team i find and the second team's almost a a developmental team where i've seen a lot of the kids grow from it and and get better from it but that being said not always the case because des had one of the second teams one year that won gold yeah so there you go and that's why you qualify more people because then you might have yeah. you know a diamond and a rough right. yeah but that being said on, on a on a youth component i think all associations have maybe not made that very good i think right so yeah just from an outside look at it the reason that the second team out of edmonton one is because your depth is so much deeper than all the other zones right right so when I thought the mistake was when they combined zone four and zone six, because now you're asking zone four, which was, sorry, the outer central area to make all that travel to go to Red Deer to try and qualify for two teams out of Red Deer. You lost tons of players, but not saying that there was tons of players that were were still playing in zone four. I, I don't know the numbers of that situation, but I know it was always great when we made the zone four team to beat zone six which was red deer right that was the big right. um yeah. there was a competition uh, a rivalry, rivalry there right yeah sure. and that got taken away and it got added yeah. together you know uh, that's that that's sense. crazy yeah. yeah that's crazy carrie because i honestly i never knew that side of the um the central side of it right now um outsider looking Constantly in i'm playing victor <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if this is correct, but I know for a long time, Medicine Hat and Lethbridge had their separate mm-hmm. still over the years. So I think that could have been a central decision, right, at that point. Now, I guess right now it could be kind of a moot point because Leduc and Watasquin doesn't have anything anymore, right? So, uh, well, they still have but, they still have programs. They're just not a part of the greater program. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's I guess, detriment to that aspect, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess even even the part of like even if we have the double contingents where there's sixteen play or like however many teams going from each zone, I still feel like it doesn't prepare them for the open. Like when I look at provincials for youth challenge, they played like seven games. Yeah. And it's like, okay, when we get to the open, we play 20 games over three days like that's a lot too as a team to play 20 like you're mm-hmm. on your feet yeah. bowling from 8 a.m or 9 a.m till 8 or 9 o'clock at night and then when i was talking like i talked to some of the youth players out of edmonton and they were like 
Yeah, like we didn't start the first day till two o'clock and we played two games and then we had a break till the next day. And like, I'm just like, this is part of our problem, I think. I'm like, this is my own opinion, but this is part of our problem that we're not giving them that like experience of even just like a fraction of what the open is or what those adult tournaments coming up are. Because there's a big difference between playing two games in a day and playing eight games in a day as a team where the games are taking an hour each and you're on your feet yeah. all day. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I found, I, I'm not going to, but as, as an Edmonton board, I felt like um, our, our work with the pro challenge and other events this year, I don't know if Katie, if you, well, you probably noticed, but there was like a bunch of young bowlers participating this year. I was actually going to say that. I think our zone, I don't know about what other zones are doing. Cause I obviously only have, my vision on the Edmonton zone right now, but I think we do a good job of like trying to encourage our young players and especially those ones that are 17, 18, 19 years old with that pro um, pro challenge every year. But even this year at the open, there was a lot of the youngins. Like I remember yeah. getting my lane drawn going, Hmm, these are names that I haven't seen before. And when I talked to people, they were like, Oh, they're just coming out of YBC or it's our last year of YBC. And they're just, this is their first time playing. So mm-hmm. It was nice to see. And, like, was, I played yeah. with two guys on the Saturday at Bonnie Dune, and both of them shot unreal. Like, they Jacob. they held their own. Yeah. yeah, Jacob and I can't remember who else I played with. There's a um, great young contingent coming up of Edmonton. We guys. do. Or, we uh, have so much talent here. And, like, if we can foster that and keep them in the game, like, Edmonton's future moving forward as, like, we continue to transition through is going to be so great. But we just have to be able to continue to – harness that talent in and not let mm-hmm. it slip away because i mean this has been a problem we've had for years i mean look at we just talked about earlier my provincial team or my national team from four steps i'm the only one still competitive bowling yeah so like we have these, coaching but do, do you have bowling centers tim maybe it's our decks um proprietors is there a program that would have them go from ybc to adult leagues or how does that look from a 19 to 23? This is your yes. intermediate league. This so, is your intermediate night that it's you, I, you're mixed yeah. in, but we'll form a team for you. We'll, we'll help mend that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's, I think it's a major failure of proprietors and, and youth coordinators out there. Cause um, like no, no different than Daryl. Like Daryl, when we were younger, you let us like spare in the major leagues. We got to play Sunday. We got to play Wednesdays. We got to encourage it. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie was no different on Monday nights in Wetaskiwin. You guys were encouraged to play. Um, w- with us at our program, we, we make, we're fortunate are a lot of our older bowlers and YBC can, can spare in our match play league and we can carry that on or, or we encourage them as program directors or right. people and coaches to, hey guys, this is a league that might fit for you or this might work for you, right? Um, but a lot of it, honestly, did just go by the wayside of it. It's just absolutely... It's it's un, it's unfortunate, right? And um, I think you, personal touch goes a long ways. Where they you go and reach out to them, and you say, "Hey guys, like what's going on? Where can I where can I fit you?" That usually carries on more than anything. It's not just the higher end bowlers, because obviously you guys as YBC coming up, it's like, well, we're yeah. going to start plucking these ones up, so that, so that the really good YBC kids get picked up easy. It's the other yeah. ones, the average ones, the whatever category, the 180s, the 160s, the 200s, it doesn't yeah. matter. Where's the transition for them into for a sure. fun league or an adult league that 
maybe their developmental process is just taking a longer time. And maybe when they're turning 23 or 25, hey, I can now competitive. I can, I can throw harder. I can throw. I can carry it. Maybe they peak at 33 like me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're still going. There's you you peaked go. a long time ago. <laughs> uh, prime prime example, Daryl, is that what I, I I touched base with all the the youth bowlers the last couple of years, and and Russell on Thursday, he he was one of our YBC graduates, right? And oh, good, yeah. And I said, hey, Russell, you know, maybe this night or this night might work, and. And you know, if, if anybody plays Thursdays, you know Russell is a gamer, right? So he's there every night. Here, so here's an interesting stat: like you, you, you know, what percentage of YBC bowlers over the are from 2010 that graduated in 2010 to 2020? How many of them are still playing casually one league a week? I. 30%, I don't think it's very much. Thirty percent, forty. If we're there lucky. you go. So that I mean identifies your gap in. But in at, at that point, like, like that's that's a personal choice too, right? I mean, at totally. some point, like those guys, you know, you, you get into the adults and like, yeah, we we need to find ways to help these people progress and 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 stick with it and get better at it. But when you leave YBC, you need to make a conscious choice too. It's like, hey, like if I want to play with these guys i need to put in the work too and maybe yeah, that means at, putting at, in doing at a higher end level yeah that's, but in general high, sure. even but even general, just like the casual general. average league bowlers okay. i don't think we have a lot of carryover from our that's youth mean. programs so, to our adult I th- leagues i think it goes with their their social groups right they move to school they have a different social group that doesn't bowl right it's yeah if you're looking for a casual league bowler your your social group has to be involved in that. Somebody's not just going to show up randomly to a bowling center and be like, I want to join a team because I don't like they're going to join their social group, whatever the social group's doing. And unfortunately, bowling's not high on the priority list. Yeah, and right. I think there's Do lots of think, reasons I, I why they're not. I think right? it could be, though. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, you, you look at you look at ball leagues and how, how many of those ball leagues are out there where it's just a group of friends going out there and drinking beer and being stupid and doing it. Mm hmm. What do you think there would be merit in having, you know, a league that's between the ages of eighteen and twenty six, or eighteen and thirty, or something like that, and have a league specifically for that? Because there's a stigma in bowling that it's an old person's game. So right? it used, so then, it used to be so, that in Edmonton. So you don't, so you don't Plaza. get a lot of like the younger people going into it because they think it's like an older person's Plaza? game. It's the same thing as like, um, yeah, as like lawn bowling, even right. So yeah. do you think that if you created a league that's designed for 18 to 30-year-olds where it's going to be more inclusive of that age range that maybe it, it could be more of a beer league sort of style, but you might be getting more people coming out because it doesn't have that stigma with it? It's for sure. It's a, it's, it's a big advertising issue, right? I, I think it is because yeah. slow pitch targets young age groups. They yeah. they do. You yeah. see their, their commercials, SPN commercials. NSA commercials. That's what they they target it, and it's um, it's something that like we're saying, bowling's missing, right? And, and exactly, and I, Jen said, no, Plaza Bowl. Look at, I mean, that's what they do. They're the Nate crowd mm-hmm. that are super retro, just having fun, tons of craft beer on tap, uh, and killing it, right? Yeah. But that's well, again and- depends on what proprietor, depends on what center, depends what your challenges are. So really, you know, if you're full every night of the week, then you don't have to. But Maybe right. you run a nine o'clock league, or you run a, you know, a different league. I mean, you just you, you got to. So, and there's Friday different leagues. Like, league, right? 
like I know I've seen advertised um, like the women in wine leagues, right? Yeah. So it just advertising for a different demographic and a different group to try to get them coming in. So here, here, mm-hmm. here's my this is this is my big thing. Okay, so the reason why we have a youth program is to to build interest into our into our bowling, right? Into into our sport and five pin bowling. But why? Like, it's just speaking on behalf of of us, like proprietors or people who have been part of the program. So why are we having this program to, to develop these people into having peaking their interest in the sport when we don't give them an avenue or create something for them in the future, right? So technically, we're doing half the work, but we're not finishing the other half, right? And I'm not saying that we need to retain 100% of them, but if we retain 65 or 70%, that's still a, a big chunk for us. And is my it, ultimate question was, what? do you know that number? Do you know that number? Like, do you, does anybody? I, I, know? I know from our kids that we've talked to, and which ones have carried on. Now, it's it's probably we're we're probably about fifty or sixty percent. But if you look at other centers, because I know the YBC programs with you challenges and all these other things, YBC, it's probably thirty percent. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's not that high. Yeah, isn't what? isn't the YBC program more geared towards developing them? more so than keeping them participating, right? You're developing the children to learn how to play the sport so they're more competitive in the future. If they reach a certain level and they're not competitive, they don't continue because that's what we've been teaching them is to be competitive. I think there's a disconnect there, right? So when they reach their 18, 19, if they're not playing with the Tyler Titcats or the Bradley Titcats or something like that, they think, well, there's no point in me staying in the sport because I'm not competitive. Yeah. So is that where all like... that long-term athlete development and pathways to success, you know, part of that program is, is at their level five of development, yeah, you're playing in new challenge, you're playing in tournaments, you're playing in cash events. At the level three, you're a regular casual league bowler. But where does that roadmap and where is that pathway to, you know, long-term look like? You, you got to make it entertaining for them to keep them involved, right? There's got to be yeah. s- stuff that maybe there's... Yeah door prizes or something for that level of player because when they reach 19 they're just like well there's no point me continuing paying money into this because right i'm not going to nationals i think that's where the disconnect is i don't think we need to change change the mindset of you don't have to be a national level player to still continue with something that you're enjoying doing if that's the case right and so maybe we need to change that narrative a little bit that it's not about getting to that top tier so both, both a couple of my boards, sorry, Tim, the yeah. uh, boards, the soccer and the golf is one of the pillars of success is defined around intermediate transition, right? So soccer, once you play all of your youth leagues, you're under 13, under 15, under 17, under 19, then what? Where do you go? Now you go into adults. But if you don't have that pathway or where do they go or that, that league or those ladies teams and start having that, you know, you, you, you lose them. Right. It's a it's a big loss. And same thing with golf. Right. You're a youth. And once you're done youth, what do you do? You can't be playing the youth tournament. You have to now go to an adult league or a regular league. Is there a men's league? Is there what is there? Right. So it's so important for the future. And you would think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tim. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say you'd think it'd be easier for us to be able to, like, get that mindset, especially because bowling is so much like am I beating my own average? Like, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be, am I getting to that top level of competitiveness? But because you have your own average and you're trying to beat your own scores, like, it's very individual at times. So you would think we could kind of foster that, but I feel like we're just, 
Yeah, we, we we try to beat it into people's heads when they're joining leagues or talk about joining leagues. Like, hey, like, don't even worry about it. It doesn't matter what your skill level is. It's all based on the handicap system, much like golf. Like, yeah. It, it's it's all good. And then POA tournaments, you try to push them into them and be like, hey, like, it it's doesn't matter. Yourself. You're just trying to do better than your average. It's okay. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to be a superstar. But uh, it's trying to, it, it's, it's still sometimes hard to convince those people to do it and, and once they do they generally go back because they they understand at that point that yeah. it's okay but um yeah it's just trying to get them into that door right away i maybe have some tournaments for like averages 150 and less random prizes random things it doesn't matter just let them bowl don't worry about any of the weekend stuff show up on your monday night or your thursday night and we'll see you next week yeah. Right? yeah, that's why you guys do the turkey draws, or you do little random draws, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, Daryl, I'm sure you can speak of it. Even in the men's leagues for golf and stuff like that, yeah, there's some guys there that are super competitive. They want to win the night. The rest of the guys are just there to play. And there's random door prizes. There's fifty fifty. Right? Exactly. You're yeah. just there to share time with your friends, and then oh hey, I got a door yeah. prize, sweet, a sleeve of yeah. golf balls or. Right. whatever right it was well and there's there is even on our thursday night league there's people i mean my team shows up we're just there for the fun and to have a beer and yeah. to talk with yeah. our friends and there's sure. other teams that are definitely there no, right then you got then you got katie and dex who are just going at it head to head every week i mean it's yeah, tough we're to be fun in there. about it the yeah. competitive nature you guys just are so serious there on that league it's, it's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we take it very seriously out there it's on true though night. It's so serious. Anyway, I agree. I, I think, honestly, when you talk about that, and I, I can say it because we are one, is that I think proprietors really failed that, right? And they have to figure out new ways to, to encourage these people. And the, the centers that out there that are doing well, you can see because they are encouraging things and, and coming up with new ideas, right? So that's how I, that's how I feel about it. So. And that's where this marketing thing is on. Big deal. Yeah, we're working on it. We're trying. We're getting those videos out there. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's the. I mean, the role that the Edmonton Five Pin can take, the other associations can take, is in promoting. If you want to pool some dollars together, there's some marketing opportunities out there. So, right. um, it, it, we're not running the businesses of all the proprietors, but we're certainly trying to help as much as we can to get the word and make sure the bowling is cool and bowling's fun and let's go Five Pin bowling. Right. Let's go five and bowling. Let's go. <laughs> um, so we, we already started to touch base on the next topic. Um, but uh, what was skip over it maybe? But what are your thoughts on pro league? What is the importance on your role on, on your team being one of the only two ladies on it? Um, I'm loving pro league. I think pro league is such an amazing addition to our game and to like the competitive level. I think it's been so fun to be able to play over COVID where we haven't really been able to have some of those competitions and getting that drive going again. Like that was definitely something that I was missing for being the only, like one of the only females on our team. Like I wish I was playing better for our team. I've been, we do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I've been pretty garbage this year. Um, You know, that 220 average that I'm pulling, that's, it's going great. But, hey, I was the only point we scored in our first match on Sunday last week. Good so, work. I mean, I, I've carried my 
my weight a little bit. I carried all of you on Sunday. Um, <laughs> my match was actually the only match we won both times. Caitlin and I, we pulled out the female power and won the second match too. So when we lost 7-1 both times, there was no men winning those points. So We, we lost 6-2 six, the other match. Oh. Okay, well, we were close. <laughs> almost all, <laughs> almost all female points out there. You um, know, like Katie, do you find it hard though? I mean, as a female, with playing on a team with some with these guys and you know top ranked players and big egos, and then you obviously be the pressure of being the lady and you yourself. I mean, I think I know. Ego. I know, I know exactly what Dexter's going to say. She says but I'm, she's I'm got the biggest yeah. spirit dick of all of us. Good. Dexter's going to say yeah. that of the team, I have the biggest ego out of all of us for sure, and like that's. I have the biggest joking ego out of all of us. I don't think I'm the best. I know I'm not, but um, yeah, it's like. It's interesting. Like, I don't know. I mean, part of it is not as intimidating as I thought it was going to be because I already, you know, I already play with Carrie and Dexter on Thursday night. So, like, that's nothing new. I, I see them throw balls at three pins all the time. Um, <laughs> Carrie, mostly. Um, and, like, I've, I've known Tim forever. But, like, it's definitely a different vibe playing with, like, Adam and Victor. Those are people that I've never had an opportunity to play on a team with. Um, I've never had a mixed team opportunity with them. Like Victor doesn't even play in our zone. So that's something that's kind of cool that I'm able to experience. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, like, I don't necessarily feel like it's a lot of like intimidation playing with them, but it's definitely a cool experience, like being in a pit with them and just having their experience and their calmness around the sport. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Adam get worked up. Like he might get worked up when he's playing bad, but I haven't seen that this year because he's been playing well. But like he's just kind of he's in the pit and he's just like calm and collected and he's like, yeah, we're gonna go do this. That's great. Let's and, go and do it. And I'm like a confidence booster okay. as well for yourself too. Must be that hey, these guys selected me or wanted me to be on this team, so I must be one of them. So I mean, you and you certainly are. I'm just framing the questions here for us, yeah right? fair yeah it's it's a very much a, oh. a confidence booster and, and kudos to you to be able to be the one picked yeah to, to play oh they're lucky guys. to have me uh, yeah. Darryl, it, it's because the league forced us to pick a girl someone out of sherwood bowl that you already play with <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding oh i'm yeah. gonna take it as a compliment i feel like you guys put your team in first you had like first pick of whoever you wanted and you chose me you guys knew about the league before anybody else did. In, so. in all fairness, your husband probably texted us and said, "Please take her. I want to. Yeah. I want to sleep in on a Sunday." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't watch. There's no way he watches. There's no way. <laughs> Unless you're not playing. Unless you're not playing, Denny. Denny gets upset. Yeah, he does sometimes. He's like, "Why are you on the bench?" <laughs> um, yeah. Fair. That's part of the game, though. Sometimes you know what? Being on the bench, there's no pressure. It's like okay, I'll sit here. Enough? I can clap my hands. It's great. Like I'm, I'm totally okay with being a bench player. I think you know what that player has a lot of responsibility on a team too, and mm. there's a lot of your bench player can make or break a a, a vibe. They can. Absolutely. Like I've seen it. I've seen the bench player come off the lane, or even when they get sat the first like to start the game. I've seen that just kind of change the dynamic and change the vibe of a team before. I think the bench player has one of the most important roles on a team. Yeah, Mitch, go Hawks. You guys stick together. Take that shit down. 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So I will gladly sit on the bench and watch the Dream Crushers roll through any day. Me too. <laughs> Carrie doesn't have a choice. Carrie. Where do you Carrie's where do you normally play in all your in all your open ladies teams? Where what position have you normally played there? Feel um, comfortable. Well, he loves anchor. <laughs> not so much. Um, historically, in my ladies teams, I've always been at the very top of a lineup. That's like that's where I love to play. I love being that first person on the lane, just getting the team going, having that energy to just like. Let's go. I sometimes I feel like antsy. I'm just like, get me on the lane. I want to go. Um, this year for the open, like I don't know. Spoiler alert. Um, I for our starting lineup, I'm down at the bottom in fourth. So we'll see how that goes. It's kind of a new new position for me. I'm not usually down there, but um, we'll see how it goes. And yeah, whole team there's been a couple times now. Like, what do you mean? You just totally gave away our strategy or our lineup. I didn't give away everybody else. It's just it, one, it, one player. If you, if, if you know the coach, Len has no strategy. So yeah, we're, just, <laughs> we're winging it out there. We're <laughs> winging. It. Edmonton ladies are winging it this year. We're gonna see what happens. Free yeah. free flying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's been a couple times though. Like Danny has put me down in fourth on the Dream Crushers lineup. Um, For, so the fourth is a good spot for you. The one time I played really well, the second time I got pulled there, but I was still hitting the middle, so... I mean, I wasn't terrible. I was better than some people, Carrie. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. No, not at all. My match was just closer. <laughs> all I know no, is I honestly, beat Scott Hawke. That's all that matters. Yeah. Like, I'm loving playing Pro League. I think it's such a great addition to our sport. I think it just, when I hear other people talking about, like, oh, I watched the Pro League on Sunday, I think it's kind of really gotten a buzz going around the sport again, which we've been missing for such a long time. We always have people watching, like, live streams at cash tournaments and live streams at the Open. But, like, this one is something that people are tuning in for. And they're, like, dedicating their Sunday morning to come and watch whatever matches are going on. And they have their favorite teams or the ones they think are the favorites and they they're like excited about it which is nice to see again because we haven't had that in a while so i think it's brought brought a new dynamic to our sport too right we've never had that before at the open you kind of do yeah there's some favorites or whatever but now you have a league that's live streamed that people can pick and choose the teams they want to cheer for. If it, there's a favorite person they have on that team that they want to cheer for that team or, or whatever the situation is now they that's a thing, right? Yeah. It's just like me being a Packers fan just because of a certain player or um, hockey fan, just because of certain players, right? Like it's just that, like I'm sure Mitch Davies, mm-hmm. soon as uh, Wilson left to, uh, the Seahawks, he's probably jumping ship here right away. So he's yeah, jumping just, ship. He already went on a Broncos jersey. Go Broncos. I can speak on behalf of Mitch Davies. There's no <laughs> way he's jumping ship. I, I haven't even talked to him about it. I can 100% with confidence say there's not – don't even worry um, about that. He literally said go Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. I I, 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 th- I think the pro league is very important too. Not only you can you can cheer for your team – 
Um, but it, it shows maybe a little bit of a personal side of these bowlers. Live stream, you can't see that, right? Um, where you have a little bit in-depth interviews, you get a you get to kind of pick your favorite player, like Kerry said. I think that's so important, right? Um, yeah, you can see the personalities. I think because yeah. we talked about this many times, our sport doesn't sell players or, or personalities, right? So this is an opportunity for us to be doing that. Well, and, and the other thing the is, best players. yeah, yeah. And it's appealing to like non bowlers. Like I know I have coworkers that have been watching and like, they're like, send me the link when you're playing. And they're watching matches that I'm not even in because they're like, I just enjoy watching it. And I like listening to the commentary and hearing what people are saying about different strategies and why are there pulls being made or what shots are happening and what's going on with matches. Like I have people that don't, they've never played bowling in, in a league in their entire life. And they're watching on Sundays because they're like, interested in it now and i think it's a cool thing too that it satisfies the urge for the weekly update and it's you know stat it's a it's a league right it's not a cash tournament all over in one weekend but as yeah. soon as the cash tournament's done i want to play again that next weekend but there's not enough tournaments so you can't afford it or whatever but the pro league there's new stats every weekend and as we get going there's more games you're going to be playing every weekend it's just an ongoing you know, thing that we can keep looking at standings and, and whatnot from a higher level too. Yeah. The yes. caliber is just so much so, better. Random thought here. I know Carrie brought up a good point. Some of her coworkers randomly watch it, right? So how do we get bowling from random people interested in our sport? Ben um, three six five. No, but but <laughs> but Katie, but Katie, for example for example, like Adam Adam has her, your husband. Nobody, nobody knows who Adam is out on here. But, <laughs> but, but Adam, like he doesn't has really no inkling to watch bowling, right? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Unless I'm playing, he's not like. And so, like, how do we get he doesn't really watch. But honestly, so how, do we, number, how do we? Number, how do we get somebody one, to get Adam in? Yeah. Number one biggest thing that people can do or that we can do is on that Sunday morning at eight thirty in the morning is everybody hammers Facebook. Right yeah. at 8:45 in the morning, and you share the shit out of that link on Facebook, on YouTube, or on social, on everything. And if you get a hundred people that morning, that's you know, and as we have playoffs coming up, that right. So everybody shares it. Think about the reach out there. You're gonna have yeah. people who are like, ah, screw this, I'm not listening, I'm not looking. But all of a sudden, it goes viral, and you got a hundred people that are hashtagging it, or sharing it, or linking it. There's gonna be randoms out there in the world. The next thing you know, you got a hundred people watching or 200 people yeah. watching, but it really just takes everybody concerted effort on that specific morning, not on a Thursday night, not on the Saturday afternoon, because it gets lost. It gets forgotten. It's got to be that morning, 830 in the morning. And because any, yeah. whoever's up is, is looking at it. Right. And they're going to yeah. see that. So, right? Well, and that's so, how I got like my, like people that I know have been watching it because I've just shared it. Like if I didn't just go out and tell them at bolt, like at work, like, Hey, I'm bowling this weekend. Like you should come watch, but just from seeing on the link on Facebook yeah. and they're, they click on the link and they're like, Oh, and then I had, well, who's that person? What are, do you know that person? What are they doing? And, and it's an interesting league too, because when do we ever get the opportunity to play against teams from other places other than just Edmonton, where it's not like a one weekend open tournament or one weekend masters tournament where we're playing nationals against them right like yeah. we don't have all these opportunities so this is kind of an interesting thing like my coworkers are like so where's that team from again oh they're from regina like do you know those people i'm like yeah i i know them i've like played against them for many years and they think it's just amazing that we have that like 
yeah. scope of across the country that we have this league where it's bringing everyone together and they find it interesting to watch just because of that so we have we have eight people on a team including a coach and six teams that could possibly play on the week on the weekend right so that's almost 50 people we should be seeing shared no matter what <laughs> right well it should so, be in theory. Yeah, it hasn't been in and theory. that's fine and and we, we've we've been slowly progressing and getting bigger and better i think you know the next couple of weeks aren't necessary as important but as, if we can do our part as we get to playoffs this year that would be the time to hammer out and to make sure that we specifically ask everybody who's playing that weekend please share these links Right. And even people who like, aren't playing, like I always see, totally, like totally. Mitch always shares, like I always see yeah. Mitch share it. I always see people like Palmer share it. I Like there are people who are not playing that are sharing it also. And that's just even widening the scope even more. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, sure. that's the number one biggest way right now to get our reach out. And then people start liking the pages and start liking the, the, the you know, the, the groups and then right. subscribing to the channels, then they get notifications. But for now, right. grassroots level it takes 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 the people that are playing to share the posts. Yeah, yeah fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, Tim, uh, you were the one in charge of the schedule agenda, here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we well, actually we went right through the agenda. It's it's an hour hour and fifty three minutes. So, like, that's pretty good to me if you ask me. And you know what? I mean, the viewers aren't as great as what it is, but we have Katie tonight, so it's... I mean, it's, it it's reached great. 40 at one point. Scrape in the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Usually I'm like five of your viewers, though, so I like sign in on everything, so... Oh, thanks. <laughs> Katie, how about you tell us a couple more stories about these hooligans and, and some stupid things that they've done? People want to hear that. Oh, they have done a lot of stupid things. Um... <laughs> Hmm. Let me let me think about that one. I have so many stories about Tim. Like they're always about Tim. I feel like Tim <laughs> always does the dumb things. Um, um, just, just let you know, Cindy. Cindy is listening, and so let's. How on. how excited are you? <laughs> how excited are you to get your towel tomorrow? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can, we, can someone share that picture on? Like, how do we get that to happen, Carrie? If I text you that picture, can you share that? I can. Yeah. Oh, I'll send it to you right now. Oh, no. um, so I left my towel. I learned a long time ago. Here's an insider tip. Insider messenger. Okay, I'm on it. Insider tip to anybody who uh, needs to know this: If you ever leave your towel at Shura Bowl, it comes back clean. And like, I didn't know that at first, but oh, it does, man. which is amazing. So the other day I left my towel there, and they decided to hide it on me. So I'm like, okay, well, if they're gonna hide my towel on me, I'm not gonna go get it. And so I left it there, and then I got a picture sent to me. Oh, I can't wait for this to go all over the internet. Tim sent me a picture from the bathroom with my towel on his crotch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'll send it. You seriously need to kick him in the nuts live on air. Like, I do need to kick him in the nuts. This needs to happen. Kim, Tim, somebody needs to buy him a cup. We need to go to or yeah, old like, cup. Anybody got an old cup that Tim can borrow? <laughs> I'm actually uh, yeah. losing sleep over it. This doesn't go. This definitely, <laughs> this definitely goes. Like, there's got to be. Why no, have, no, let's not. Why not, is not, that's not. Mean this? What is, I mean, like Tim. 
Tim likes to think that this is like an isolated incident, but like in reality, okay, Carrie, here I'm sending it to you right now. I just found it. Um, <laughs> he likes to think this is an isolated incident, but like I spend my youth covering him up while he's like rolling around naked on the ground. So like I don't understand why he thinks that this is all of a sudden. I, I can't wait I for everyone to see this picture. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. Time. Time. I'm gonna leave this up to the chat. Do you? You want to see this show... picture? No. no. Can potentially... you put it in private chat first? Can I see it in private chat? There's uh, no, no nudity. It just has a little leg. It has a little leg. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can. No, I don't think I can. DB. Put it in our Facebook group group chat. Yeah, I, I just sent that. it to Carrie. Carrie can send it on. If it, it, it may not be appropriate. Yeah. I don't I'll know. Send. Maybe oh, not. It's definitely not appropriate. Yeah. That, that, Tim, Tim, a... Tim's definitely down a few more hair follicles here now. <laughs> Tim literally, he decided to send that out to our Snapchat group chat. So, like, if he's going to send that out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He sent it out. So if he, he sent, sent it out. out. He took it. the picture himself and sent it out. Um, no, growing up with them, like I have put up with a lot. I have kept them in line many times. Oh yeah, Tim. Tim, it's show. looking like it's a go here, man. The, Send it. Do it. The audience. Oh, wants it. A quick. Do it. Right, do no. it. There it is. That's oh, yeah. touching his junk. <laughs> <laughs> we may need another flash of it. I don't know. <laughs> We don't need to overanalyze that. That's good. No, no, we don't. You need so, to go back and pause it on that screen if you really want to look at it. Okay. Well, that's on. That's on YouTube forever. Yeah. It might. The video might be knocked down because of nudity, but that's fine. Maybe. I have requested Maybe. that my towel be rewashed before I get it on Thursday, so hopefully that's the case. It was just a tip. I told you it was just a tip. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, Len. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, a question for you. Is there a strategy in the game of Kerplunk? No. <laughs> I mean, one might think there is. Oh, but like... I'm sorry, Cindy. <laughs> Isn't that the one where you put the things through? And yeah, then like, so... Uh, Dexter and I decided when we were younger that it would be a good idea to play Kerplunk for shots. Um, so that the loser of Kerplunk had to take a shot, which in theory seemed like a really good idea until I lost like eight games in a row. And then I remember calling my brother, like I called Jeremy and I was like, I FaceTimed him actually. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm playing Kerplunk for shots. And all he said was, oh, you never were good at Kerplunk as a kid. And I was like, <laughs> there's no strategy to Kerplunk. And he's like, how many games have you lost in a row? I'm like, I don't know, nine? Like, I'm not really sure at this point. There is strategy to Kerplunk, actually. It's all about what one you pull out, but like... <laughs> of course. It's like I, Jenga. Yeah. In the I moment, wanna, I didn't really realize that. I want to pull focus to this got sent to me. Poor Tim. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stressed about it. He's like, oh no. Oh no, what's happening? You did that to yourself. I remember. <laughs> yeah, you did that to yourself. Do you remember, Dexter, how disappointed my mom was that morning after Kerplunk for Shots at the Youth Choice that year? Oh, yes, very much so. 
Like, because yeah. the original plan was Dexter was bowling with Jeremy, my brother. And I was like, I'm going to go over to the Wiseman's house. I'm going to get Dexter loaded so he plays like garbage tomorrow morning and I can beat him. That was the game plan. It didn't work. Nah. I, I was annihilated and I showed up at the bowling alley the next morning and my mom tore into me. What kind of a role model are you showing up to a youth event hungover? But I like, played the junior shift with, I played with Kayla St. Martin that year. Yeah. I played the junior shift. No problem. I was golden. I was probably still drunk, but I was lights out. And then I played the senior shift next with Sean Simcoe, and he showed up just as hungover as I was. And we were <laughs> last, like dead last by a long shot. We were utter trash. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, not great. The, the things that you learned after, eh? I love it. Yeah. My mom's like, you have a responsibility. I'm like, okay i was like 19 at the time like i just graduated oh, yeah. from youth bowling that, i was like i get it but like those were the golden days that's when like yes. how good are we at giving haircuts and getting yourselves <laughs> locked out of the house right. wow yeah. <laughs> tim's like no 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 <laughs> no more that. story time no more, no more story. stories yeah, this is where we transition <laughs> to the finish and everybody wants to pay their additional fee they can come over for that that's, that's right. right five that's penny right. after dark yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Let's do our draw then. <laughs> 17 people. Put it hashtag haha Katie farted. <laughs> I can't believe that was the hashtag. <laughs> really? Wow. I can't believe 17 people bought into that. <laughs> You're all dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Has anybody seen Jeff Watts' name? I don't see it. I want to clarify that. Mike. Mike. There you go. Uh, Mike always needs a new set of bowling balls, so this is perfect. Agreed. Nice. <laughs> is that yeah. what he won? Was a new set of bowling balls? Uh, he wins $50 towards and something wow. from All-Star Bowling. Yeah. Wow, that's so kind. Yeah, it is. We can't thank Shelby enough. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely awesome. Well, Katie... That was uh, enlightening, to say the least. I'm always a delight. Pleased to, <laughs> pleased to do that for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Tim, do you want to let you in your future mixed teams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. Do <laughs> you want to let us know who's coming on next week, Tim? Yeah, uh, Crystal Hibner is coming on next week. So really excited for her. And then uh, Brad Rusnak the week after. Awesome. Great lineup. Um, yeah. So, Katie, you're more than welcome to stay on after we close this out and we can have a discussion or you can ditch us, whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a great week. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Yeah.